Hi, I'm Alec Moppa, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. I went to a marvelous party. Don't even know the facts. They go with their gut. Don't have enough depth to last your season. Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time. Fine. You first, Eric. Live. From the Sunset Strip in beautiful West Hollywood, California, it's The Dinner Party Show, the Internet's first live comedy variety show with your hosts, New York Times best-selling authors, Christopher Rice. No, there's actually a new study that confirms every other child you see on the street is a ghost. <laughs> and Eric Shaw Quinn. I don't want to talk too much, but... Okay, no, no. We're going to take up a collection for the stained glass window. Now we want the dirt. Featuring reports from their largely unqualified staff of special correspondents. Sex is like Christmas. It's the not knowing what you're going to get that makes it exciting. New York is a giant trash island infested by has-been theater queens. If we're really serious about cutting federal spending, the biggest waste of public funds I can think of is Congress. Two snaps for Jesus! The Dinner Party Show. Everyone gets served. Tonight's live cast is streaming to you live and for free through the dinnerpartyshow.com and our free mobile app. And now, direct from the kitchen by way of the Get out of my office. It's your hosts, Christopher and Eric. Good evening, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show for March 1st, 2015. And tonight we will not be talking about the llamas or the dress. Oh, thank God. Two topics which dominated social media for most of this past Ugh. week. While the escaped llamas were amusing, yeah. and the hypercolor are they maybe using two different photos dress Ugh. was confounding... We were more put out by the shrill complaints that both topics had allegedly rendered social media dumb. Really? We're not quite sure what to make of these complaints, except to wonder, would these very people like for there to be a major national tragedy every day of the week just so social media stays interesting? Hmm. Or perhaps they're just not willing to admit that on most days, most of social media is actually pretty dumb, hmm. llamas and dresses notwithstanding. At any rate, tonight we won't be talking about either unless someone manages to Photoshop the llamas into the dress, in which case we will probably post it on our Facebook page. <laughs> da, da, da. We will have nothing further to say about Jack Fallahy, Uh-oh. the actor moron dancer bigot who plays the gay man whore on How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> After going from zero to national celebrity by playing a very sexually active gay character on the ragged and raunchy TV show, Fallahy has made it clear that he is bothered by folks asking whether he's gay or not in real life. <laughs> That's right. He wants interviewers to focus on his ability to simulate gay sex on the small screen each week, but not his sexuality. In short, he wants to be taken seriously as an actor. That ship may have already sailed, Jack. Oh. <laughs> Finally, he actually said out loud and on the record, 
We don't have that same kind of fascination with actors who are portraying heterosexual characters. Oh, my God. Really, Jack? Because no one cares about Ashton and Mila's new baby or Lady Gaga's engagement ring or J-Lo's latest boy toy or Gwyneth and Chris's conscious uncoupling or Mariah and Nick's hideous divorce, right? And just so you know, all of that is talking about their heterosexuality. And your words, Jack, are what homophobia sounds like. (laughs) Maybe you can use that if you decide to do more character development than just working on your cock-sucking technique (laughs) for that part playing a gay man on the hit show you've been lucky enough to get. Clearly you're not gay, Mr. Fallahy, or you'd already know how bigoted you sound. Mm-hmm. But whether you're deeply in the closet or just an insensitive bigot, we deeply don't care. And we won't be watching your show anymore unless our friend Jack Michael comes back Absolutely. next season. Absolutely. We love Jack. Whatever happens, Mr. Fallahy, we will have nothing further to say about you except Isaiah Washington. <laughs> Those are Isaiah Washington dishes. Okay, also not being discussed. The <laughs> Benham the Benham brothers. Oh, Remember them? The twin anti-gay HGTV rejects who this week claimed that a gay man who contacted them on the internet decided to walk away from the, and I'm quoting now, gay lifestyle uh-huh. after the twin bigots bought him tickets to a Chicago Cubs game. Oh, he was just trying for season passes. Well, maybe if we promise to stop sucking dick, we can get Super Bowl tickets out of the guys. That's what do you think? cost him more than that. I don't actually when we go to the Super Bowl that badly. Um, also, it seems pretty easy for gay people to interact with these two hunky haters online. So our question is, which app do you use, boys? Grinder or Screw? <laughs> or maybe you just went with a webcam since you're more likely to make money doing that these days than appearing on actual television. Right? <laughs> we also really, really have nothing to say about the results of the latest CPAC presidential straw poll, except to point out that only one of the last nine winners even got the Republican nomination, and none have been elected president. So here's a thought. Why not try actually governing and then running on your record of doing a good job? You know, keep the government open and fully funding... Uh, Pay the bills. Mm, Make sure mm -hmm. that the creepily named Homeland Security Department is better able to keep us safe and less able to spy on us. Mm -hmm. Keep health care affordable and available to all Americans. Or make actual immigration policy rather than just trying to prevent other people from doing it. Because as always, you refuse to do your job. Mm -hmm. To quote former straw poll winner Bobby Jindal, maybe it's time to stop being the stupid party. Or not. Either way, the only thing we have to say on the matter is Hillary 2016. As for everything else, it's still on the table on tonight's live cast of The Dinner Party Show. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Enjoy the hors d'oeuvres, but don't fill up. There's plenty more to come. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And guess who is in our green room? She looks fabulous and fierce and glamorous. The whole place looks more glamorous now because she's here. She is Jackie Collins. We have been promoting her appearance now for weeks. We are so thrilled that she is here. (laughs) Uh, We have questions from some of you on our party line that we're going to play for her, but we hope that some of our party people are on the Facebook page right now for the live cast, and we'll take your questions as well. But first, I just want to thank my dear friend Eric Shaw Quinn for something very special that he did for me late last year. Really? We were in a doctor's office together in a waiting room. Oh. And I was flipping through the available magazines. And one of those magazines (laughs) was Highlights, a magazine for children. 
And I made a comment. If you're not familiar with no, highlights, no, no, he spent a long time solving the puzzle about. How do these two pictures, how are they different? It's like a Where's Waldo on crack thing. If you don't know highlights, the last page is like a big train station or a bus station or something. And then various things within the picture don't belong there. Like you'll see a woman walking and she'll be pushing a wheelbarrow full of tiny clowns. And that clearly doesn't belong in a train station. I don't know. You, apparently you haven't been to Union Station recently. So I commented that I was pretty good at this game that is actually targeted to he six and seven-year-olds. I'm really good at this. I am really good at it. And I am. he was actually, but it's for six and seven-year-olds. So, you know, being older than uh-huh. six or seven years old uh-huh. by a number of years. Uh, so this bitch, as I be. like to call him, my best friend, <laughs> this bitch, decides to subscribe me to Highlights Magazine. Well, I heard he was really good at those. <laughs> so every, I don't cancel the subscription because every week it shows up and I get to take a picture of it and I text it to Eric and say, you bitch. And so I think Shea Butters is posting a picture of our latest issue of Highlights Magazine onto the Facebook page right now. I think you should post the puzzle on Facebook and like with your solutions or whatever. <laughs> Circles Circle, a, look, or challenge it's others. It's a cloud to... shaped like candy. It shouldn't <laughs> be at this summer picnic. What are they thinking? Everything's so weird. Anyway, so that's one of the uh, one of the many perks of being good friends with Eric Shaw Quinn. The other one is you get to interview fabulous people like Jackie Collins on your internet radio show. Well, I don't know if I was in any way responsible for that, but, but I I'll take credit if I get it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that when we invited her to come on the show, she probably listened to a few of them, and that in the course of listening to the show, she probably heard your voice. Now, I will tell you, I was traveling these past... You're just going to play with your microphone like I'm that sorry about show. that, guys. I crashed yeah. into my microphone and knocked it loose, so if it was noisy on the line, I... It twirled I up! It, up. it twirled up! I was traveling the past few weeks, which is why some of you may have noticed some reruns here on the Dinner Party Show, but I was at the Coastal Magic Conference Encore in Daytona. Encore please. <laughs> Previously owned. <laughs> Previously on the Dinner Party Show. Previously loved on the Dinner Party Show. Right. Beloved favorites. So I was at the Coastal Magic Conference in Daytona Beach, Florida, which is a paranormal romance conference, and I was there with my girls from A Thousand and One Dark Nights. What tricks did you do? I, I don't know any magic tricks. I didn't need to because all they wanted to talk about was your voice. Really? They were like, they would have a few glasses of wine, and they're like, I just need to tell you, when I meet Eric, it might be a little strange, because I love his voice. <laughs> I just I have a thing with his voice. Well, that's, you know, that's so really nice. You're big in Daytona, babe. Or at least my voice is. Your voice is big. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice is big everywhere. It's pretty big. Your it, voice is it's, big It's everywhere. a bigger voice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually kind of hold it back for the show. Well, we have some news for, for your loyal listeners, for our loyal listeners. You are in the final stages of editing your murder mystery. <laughs> the it's, ongoing it's editorial process. Like the, the hospital spokesperson <laughs> giving the throes of death report. <laughs> in the final stages. He's in the final. We've, he's I've out of critical. For, he's out of the woods right? and into the now, line. Really, editing. honest to goodness, I'm going to start um, handing it, or passing it around, probably within the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Like I'm that kind of close. It's really. I'm just doing some some light cleanup work. I did a big edit, and uh, Christopher went back through and uh, mm-hmm. made a few uh, notes. Some and very intrusive and some of them suggestions. Stupid. Yeah, some um, of them were not so stupid. I, I, could you have a hurricane here, yeah. maybe, or like could could he be more like me? Yeah. So it won't character? turn into like yeah. a dark, mysterious book. <laughs> a dark gothic thriller. That, that's not going to happen. But 
But, uh, you know, I'm cleaning it up, and uh, I should have it out to distribute, and uh, I'm hoping to have it in your hands really Excellent, soon. excellent. All right, you're listening to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice, and that's Eric Shaw Quinn over there next to me, but I'm not going to allow him to speak. I'm still <laughs> Eric Shaw Quinn, and Christopher also has a new book out. I do have a new book out. It's called The Surrender Gate. You'll hear a promo for it later in the show. But That's why he was away. He was out promoting his new book. And we will be back very shortly with Jackie oh, Collins. God, I can't stand it. I'm so excited. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where the soup is hot, but the heads are hotter. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and as you've already heard, tonight we're very excited to welcome our special guest, Jordan Ampersand. What are you doing here? No, no, no. That's Christopher's seat. Get up from there this instant. I'm here to talk to Jackie Collins about the book I'm writing. What book? You're not writing a book. Um, too. When I found out you were having someone on the show people had actually heard of, I Googled her, and suddenly I was so inspired. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, since he's showing no signs of leaving, allow me to introduce our critic at large, Jordan Ampersand, who is apparently writing a book. A book inspired by... Jackie Collins? Uh, See, it goes like this. Before I Googled Jackie Collins, I didn't realize that writers could be fun and fierce. I thought they all had to be like you two losers. The perpetually fired 35-year-old in the propeller hat and Daisy Dukes has called me a loser. How will I ever recover? Focus, Eric Shaw Quinn. You have to help me write my book. I'm sorry, what did I... I thought I was a loser. Why would you need me to help you write your book if you're so fun and Fierce. Well, see, that's the problem. Writing is a lot of work, and that's what discourages cool people from doing it. So you're going to do the work parts, and oh. I'm going to bring all the content. See, that's a writing term, content. Content, I see. And what is this content going to consist of? Well, it's going to be like what happened to me and what I said and who I slept with and what I bought. And then, you know, what happened to me and what I said and who I slept with and what I bought. Mm. And then, I don't know. Someone will die. So it's going to be nonfiction. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like what happened to me and what I said mm-hmm. and who I slept with and what I bought, and then what uh, happened to me and what I said and who I slept with and what I bought, and then I don't know. Someone will like uh, uh, die. Yeah, that. Any chance it could be you? No, I have to come back for the sequel. And what's the sequel going to be about? Well, it's going to be like what happened to me uh, and what I said uh-huh. and who I slept with and mm. what I bought, and then what happened to all me. Right, and all right, all right, all right. Enough. Come on, Eric Shaw Quinn. You could totally write a book about my life. Jordan, that's what everyone thinks, and they're all wrong. That you're a writer? No, that their life is worth writing a book about. Yeah, 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 but mine is. Why is that? Um, because I'm cute. <laughs> Try a photo shoot, then. Whatever, I'm on Instagram. Jordan, trust me, your life is not worth writing a book about. You're not listening. I'm cute. Cute doesn't cut it, you little bitch. A book needs a story. Even a work of nonfiction needs something called a narrative arc. And you don't have one, Jordan Ampersand. Not one that's worth reading, anyway. Then you can just add one in. That is called writing. And I'm not going to write a book about you or for you ever. And this is why cool people never become writers. Get out. Except for Jackie Collins, and that's why I'm going to wait right here and ask her to write my book with me. You will do nothing of the sort. Oh, yeah? What are you going to do about it, writer? Brandon! Brett! 
Clear him. I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show. Joining us next, world-famous author Jackie Collins. Sandra Bullock. (laughs) Tina Fey. I can see Russia from my house. Jennifer Aniston. They're not getting any younger. (laughs) But the people calling the shots at the studios and the lazy jerks at the talent agencies aren't getting more creative or any better at their jobs. Uh, This doesn't remind me of anything I've seen before, so we're going to pass. So that means more completely unoriginal romantic comedies starring our old, 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 old favorites. They had it all. This darn law practice or advertising agency or restaurant or retail establishment that I own, where everyone spends all of their time talking or drinking or possibly cheating on their spouses, or maybe all three, makes me so much money that I can act like an irresponsible jerk because this kind of success is unfulfilling somehow, even though it makes no demands on me whatsoever. And I spend my time shopping, arguing with my kids who talk like the middle-aged philosophy majors who wrote this crap, or bitching to my friends about how much happier I'd be if I was working two jobs and struggling to make ends meet. Mom, it's just easier not to try. That way I avoid failing altogether. You are such a Jungian existentialist. I'm not. R2. Oh, you too. So naturally, they're all miserable. If I got a divorce, I could finally have the kitchen I've always wanted. My wife looks amazing. So I'm going to pursue this unrealistically gorgeous younger woman from work or some random meet-cute in an effort to give meaning to a life filled with the kinds of rewards and personal success that most people only dream of. Together, they'll make such a mess of everything that they'll realize how good it was before they fucked it up. I already have everything I need. Which we all knew in the first scene. You, our multi-million dollar home, our crazy, way-too-old-to-be-school-aged kids who make it seem less ridiculous that people as old as we are still have school-aged kids, and the wildly successful business that runs itself are really all I need. And I really don't want it all, even though the only thing I've actually had to give up are effort and struggle. That's privileged. The romantic comedy they keep making over and over again, even though we all stopped going years ago. I'm so lucky. No, I'm the lucky one. We owe our lives more to economic inequality than luck. That sounds pretty lucky to me. Privileged. Because they have to show something on HBO in between Game of Thrones episodes, so we made this movie one more time. Oh, mother. Cogito ergo friends. Wanna see some fancy pageant walking? You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Let's dish. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And our guest has sold over 500 million books Today, in over 40 just this, just afternoon. this afternoon when they heard she was going to be on The Dinner Party Show. 
31 consecutive New York Times bestsellers. Jackie Collins, welcome to the dinner party it's show. It's so good to be That's here. You guys are great. Have you. Hello, you. Eric. So Hello, Chris. The place is more glamorous just because you're here. Aha. Uh-huh. During well, the break, you were already called a bad boy by Jackie Collins, which is very exciting. I didn't get it on tape. I'm just broken Well, I, I said he deserved a spanking, but... Because he did not record Graham Norton. I didn't record I know. Graham Norton. And everybody loves Graham Norton. I mean, Graham it's Norton the best so talk funny. show on television. It is so funny. I wish there were more. To... Yeah. Although I have to say, I think Jimmy Fallon is actually doing. No, no. A... Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. It's all nice about job. Jimmy Kimmel. I love all of those games that oh Jimmy my gets. God, but Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon gets no, played. No, Jimmy Kimmel. You have to. The, that the, Jimmy is the, the one you have to follow. The one that Matt. <laughs> the, one, the one where Matt tied him to a chair. Yeah, that was very. That was, uh, yeah, that was that great. Was, that but was did you see Jimmy Kimmel's? Acting school after no. the Oscars. Why? <laughs> we, what, what's wrong with you? You're not watching the right television. Not, Eric, this do what Jackie says. Show. Do what Jackie says. I will absolutely do it. I will. School. Absolutely, I will he watch it. He was fantastic. He had a Blackberry oh, and black oh, glasses, and he had all these actors, and he was hitting Sean Penn over the head with a, <laughs> oh, with a rubber thing. That's and then he fantastic. was telling Jennifer Aniston what to do, and they were all like, you know, in acting school, it was great. This is wonderful. You can catch it on but YouTube. This, right. this brings I'll me to it. my first question. You are Change my ways. I you promise. are a big Twitter user. I am. You love yes. Twitter. Yeah. And you were very generous and positive on Twitter, which is not something I can say for everyone. You talk about what you like. You talk about yes. what you enjoy seeing. Whereas most people on Twitter, maybe sometimes me included, are very snarky, and you know we go after people we don't like and la 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 la. But it's you're very sort of supportive. I love that. Like it's well, like a, I, I I said something today, and I I try to do this once a week. I say something about bullies because I hate yeah. bullies, mm-hmm. and whenever I do, I get such a huge response. Um, I think uh, I think one of the things I said today was, uh, if you're a bully, you're a coward. Yeah. And I get this huge response from it because, I mean, it's so shocking that people are bullied. And I traveled around the country um, a couple of years ago with one of my books, Married Lovers, in a bus, a rock and roll bus. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And I went to all these um, casinos, all the Indian casinos, um, and I went to like 24 different places. But there would be, the audience would be fantastic, but there would be young boys who would say, I'm just, I don't fit in here, you know, I, I, and I'm bullied and because I'm different from the other guys and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I realized that they need, they need people to be supportive of them, you know. Champions, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so and if I can give them a little, because I get so many 14, 15-year-old boys writing to me and going, I love your books. Why, yeah. do you, why do you think that is? Why do you think they gravitate towards your books? Well, interesting enough, I was at the Vanity Fair Oscar party the other night, and I was talking to Baron Sasha Cohen. She said name-dropping immediately. <laughs> Not the most glamorous and... sentence that's been uttered on the show, <laughs> maybe ever. And Isla Fisher, his wife, was there, who's right. lovely and a wonderful so actress, funny. very pregnant. So funny. So and funny. she said to me, she said, you know, she said, I'm from a little town in Australia, she said, and we had nothing there, she said, except I got your books, she said, and I read your books, and I said to myself, Isla, you got to get to Hollywood. Oh, so, wow. So, yeah. I know, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You inspired her journey. I inspired her journey, How yes. How marvelous. Yes, but I, I find guess that's I get a wonderful to, part of I do writing. get emails from people all the time saying that, that they, that they are inspired because they... I write all different colors, all different sexual orientation, mm-hmm. all different ages, and, and that appeals to everybody. There's something for everybody in my books, and I think that's why I've been lucky enough to be so successful for hundreds of years. <laughs> <laughs> How many 
many books is it? It's so 32 many. Books. Th- 32 books. 32. I mean, this oh is, must be outdated Wikipedia numbers. 31 consecutive New York Times bestsellers, but now it's 32. 32. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was listening to another interview with you just because I had to look more prepared than Eric. Um, oh, and it's when you started, you wanted to write sexy books, but when you looked at it, what was going on with books that were focused on sort of uh, various sexual relationships? Yeah. It was Harold Robbins and Sidney Sheldon. Yeah. And you said in those books, the women were either in the kitchen the bedroom. Absolutely. So yeah. it was a question of sex or cooking. And I thought, well, my <laughs> women are going to be fantastic women. They're going to be strong. They're going to be sexually equal. They're going to be out there and they're going to do whatever they can do mm-hmm. to be that way. And so I've created some very strong heroines over the years. And the strongest, of course, is Lucky St. Angelo. Of course, right. Which I did two miniseries for NBC about, which I wrote and produced. Wonderful. And um, nine books about Lucky now. And the St. Angelo's comes out in June. Wonderful. Which is an epic ten. story. And the, one of the family dies. I'm not going to oh. say who. But I know everybody will be furious. However, uh, do I don't do? know what my characters are going to do. I sit down with a pen. I have no well, that, outline. That's the other thing that I was hearing is that you have no outline. You no. just sort of go with it and you write out entirely by hand. Yes, I do. It's uh, so old-fashioned, but I love it. But I think there are a lot of writers who do that. Nelson DeMille, I believe, writes out entirely oh, by really? hand. Yeah, yeah. that there's a, there's a whole school of thought that it allows your mind, I don't do it, so I don't know why I'm speaking with this authority about it, but it allows your mind to sort of slow down and live in the book more. You As know, opposed to your absolutely. Keys can sort of get my away my from you. characters take me over. When I'm writing Lucky, I, I become lucky. I mean, um, I'm writing an autobiography, and the opening line of the autobiography is something that was actually said to me. It's, don't move, bitch, or I'll blow your fucking head off. And that was said to me by a, a, a robber with an Uzi in my face. Oh, my, oh my God. God. But I was writing the Lucky miniseries at the time. And so I went straight into lucky mode. I thought, fuck you. How dare you speak to me like that with all that hate in your voice? And I was able, I was in a car. I was able to take off and escape. Good for you. Was this in Los Angeles? It was. Oh, my God. It was about 15 years ago. You were just driving and it was like somebody came up to your car? No, I was trying to enter somebody's house and we were laughing and... Um, the beautiful Joanna Poitier, Sidney's wife, was with me. Uh-huh. Another name drop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we name drop all the time. Oh, okay, That's why good. we started the Thank show. Thank God for that. Yes. Well, it's yes. a dinner party. Yeah, yeah it's a dinner we're party. all here so to talk can, about who we yeah, know. Yeah, we can talk yes, about absolutely. all kinds of things. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. In yeah. fact, there's a fab picture of me and my sister in People magazine this week, uh, chatting away to Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, at the Vanity Fair party. How was the Vanity Fair party? It was so much fun. Now, last year it was moved, right? It was moved from Sunset Tower to the parking lot. Did it leak? (laughs) Yes, to to a fabulous. Well, they needed more space. I love the. Yeah, Argyle, it's always it's, great. I mean, Graydon such puts a on small a fantastic building. Fantastic show. Yeah, yeah. I figure they just yeah. had and to I got expand. to meet Lady Gaga, who was completely oh, lovely Did you see and the charming. Ring? She showed me her ring, uh, and we discussed fabulous. her fiance because I happen to watch Chicago He's Fire so every spectacular. week. He's spectacular. He was also I loved him as the werewolf. Oh, on, I never um, saw him. As oh, the yeah, werewolf. on Vampire Diaries. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, well, I'm behind on Vampire Diaries, but I love Vampire Diaries. and then the series that he did with Bo Derek on my TV. The, I think it was called Fashion House. Oh, yes. They oh, were trying yes, to do a yes, telenovella yes, as a right. daily soap opera. Mm. All right. It's a TV war between yeah, Eric Shawquin and Jackie <laughs> Collins, TV ladies and gentlemen. Because I, as I told you before, I'm a TV addict. You are. So I yeah. can tell you anything about any program. Oh, so, yeah. Well, I give good. every show a chance. But then I, if I don't think it's going to work, I, I will. I always abandon say I'll watch, it. The, I'll watch one I'll watch episode one. of anything. The I'm, premiere I'm watching, of everything. Yeah. Allegiance. Are you watching Allegiance? I tried. 
Oh, it's good. Didn't, oh, didn't it's work good. for me. It's I lasted good. three I'm starting episodes. to feel like you two oh, you have did? different TV yeah. tastes. I, think I lasted maybe three episodes and then it was there. Just yeah. listen to me, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I will Don't I'm listen, to, listen to your Twitter listen to feed. <laughs> I will tell you, I think I should have been a TV critic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. When, well, you still could be. I think people would listen to pretty much whatever you wanted to well, talk about. Well, I do. About. That's what I do on Twitter. I, you know, if I go to a movie, I'll uh-huh. talk about it. I'll say if I like it or not. I saw a wonderful movie today, actually, with Kevin Cosner. He is such a good actor. McFarland. Um, yes, have you seen it? No, I haven't, but it's it looks so, really wonderful. You know, it it's, looks very it's, simple and it's very, very sort of, simple. Yeah. It's a true story, and it makes you feel good. It's yeah. a really feel-good movie. And I also saw him in last week, Black and White. Did Black you? Black or what, White? What did, did you like it? I it loved looks it. amazing. I loved it. Didn't I? Don't think it's performed all that no, well, but, but the, it looked like a really sharp piece of work. Yeah, and he's fantastic in mm-hmm. both of them. Yeah, he's I'm a fantastic. Big fan of his. He's just a very underrated actor. I love him. Yeah. Okay, well, well we do have a question for oh, you yes. oh. from the party <laughs> line. Viewers, yes. oh, right. right. people are actually the listening. other party guests. Yes, this, this now's, is, a, now's um, your big chat. Okay. This is from our party line, and I think this is a question about one of your characters in particular. Okay. Hi, Eric Shaw Quinn, Christopher Rice, oh, and Jackie Collins. Voice. I love your books, Jackie. Thank you so and much. And my question was, what inspired you to write Chances and uh, Bucky? San Angelo novels. You know, and I absolutely love the dinner party show. Like I've been binge listened to the show since January, so I've heard every episode so far. Thank you. Well, we're going to be the best episode. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now I'll tell you what inspired me. Um, I wanted to write a really, really strong heroine, and I wanted her to have a battle with her father. In fact, I think it was CNN that called it The Godfather Goes to Bed. (laughs) (laughs) And it's very sexy, and it's the first Mm. book about Lucky Santangelo and Gino Santangelo. He comes to America at the beginning of the last century, and he becomes one of the biggest gangsters in America, and then he goes legitimate, and he builds hotels at the beginning of Las Vegas, and then Lucky is born, and she wants to follow her father because her brother is gay, and he does not want to get into the business. And, of course, Gino, being a kind of very macho man, cannot accept the fact that he has a gay son. But mm. Lucky is very supportive of him, Dario. Unfortunately, Dario gets... No, I better not say what happens Don't to say that. No, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'm already hooked. I'm already hooked. But uh, uh, that was the inspiration. So you said... The, well, that was CNN's quote, The Godfather Goes to the Bed. The Godfather but Goes to Bed. Were you influenced by movies? I think you, I read an interview where you said you were. Yeah, as a young I was. Person, I was in in the influenced theater. by The Godfather, which yeah. I think is one of the best movies ever, and the book of The Godfather, which I absolutely love. You loved. can sit with my mom. Mother. My mother she reread that book this year and says it's book. just one of the most influential works of popular fiction. It she's really ever. She is. gave me a first edition for my birthday this oh, year, a hardcover for, yeah. How fabulous. Yeah. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. But, um, um yeah. yeah. It's a fantastic, <laughs> a fantastic movie, a fantastic book. And I always say it's my favorite because there's so many scenes in it that are so memorable. So when you read the book, you can almost envision what's going to happen. And then, of course, Al Pacino walks into the movie and you're just you you know you have to fall in love with Michael Corleone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, absolutely. Yes. Right. Such an amazing. Yeah. It, and it really did sort of begin an entire 
different approach to telling those kinds yes. of stories. Exactly. Yes, I like, wanted I wanted to write a gangster with a heart of gold. Right. Mm-hmm. And Gino has a heart of gold. And from he, a personal sort of perspective, yeah. as opposed to just sort of postage stamp monsters on the side of the. Well, you know, much the same way that your mom has. That's made what. The that's what mom said. The impact of it was. It was an interior story about the mafia, told from the point of view yes. of the insiders. By the way, your mother is fabulous. Oh, and she I thinks the same books. thing about you. Yeah, you all met really recently we at did, that reading of Rob her. Ross. Yeah, play. It was yeah. fantastic. It was wonderful. Yeah. I wish I'd had a picture of it, but it was the type of event where I didn't want to be snapping a lot of pictures. pictures wherever I go. I'm doing a book called Hollywood Snaps. Because, oh, cool. Yeah, and I'm opening it with my oh sister my at one point was engaged to Warren Beatty. And so uh, I was like 15 and I was staying at the Chateau Marmont, sleeping in Warren's room because he was sleeping down in the suite with Joan. Uh-huh. <sighs> and um, <laughs> I took these great photos of them, black and white photos of the three of, of, of the two of them doing the three monkeys. You know, Excellent. See no evil, hear no evil. So I'm oh. going to open the book, Hollywood Snaps, with that. Oh, wonderful. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, We're going to take a short break here on the Dinner Party Show and then we'll, we'll, we will be back with more with Jackie so Collins. I'm so excited. Speak. I'm mumbling. We're talking about all the TV shows we love, all the books we love, all the movies we're ever going to see ever. And we'll be back here on the Dinner Party Show after this short break. Tired of dining alone? Enjoy the Dinner Party Show with friends. Like us on Facebook and become one of our party people. Then, during our live shows on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, you can join the conversation and post questions for Christopher, Eric, and their guests. During the week, drop in for tasty side dishes, show updates, and fun with the other party people. The Dinner Party Show. You are the life of our party. I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and on behalf of everyone here at The Dinner Party Show, I'd like to congratulate my co-host Christopher Rice on the publication of his first full-length erotic romance novel, The Surrender Gate. It's the latest installment in his brand new series, The Desire Exchange, which began with his novella, The Flame, last year. Both books are now on sale at thedinnerpartyshow.com, and if you buy them there, a portion of your sale supports the operation of this show. Congratulations, Christopher, and happy reading, everyone. Sounds like you might want to read this one alone. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where dessert is the most important meal of the day. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. I almost <laughs> forgot. I'm still thinking of my next question we for Jackie. We are so excited about our guests. Absolutely. We are just losing ourselves. Jackie Collins is here. We've been talking about the TV shows that we love, the movies that impacted us, the books yes. that we love. The, I would um, like to ask a question because we were talking when we were when we left off. We were yes. talking about how influential The Godfather was on, on the way in which popular fiction and popular entertainment took kind of a new avenue. Recently, there has been a very new sort of development. I don't know that it's that new, but certainly much more popular development in and around women owning their sexuality a great deal more. The Fifty Shades of Grey as right. sort of not necessarily as the flag bearer, but it is sort of the where they where where it is well, arrived. And I'm wondering. Did the Jack, did Jackie Collins? I presume that began you... sort of this journey when she decided that the the heroines of Sydney and and Harold were just a little too uh, housebound for I, her. I presume that you read Tropic of Cancer and Tropic of Capricorn. Mm, I mean, those books, those kind of books, right. have been around forever. 
I remember when I was right. a kid going Justine to the south of was... France on holiday. Yeah, Emmanuel. Yeah. I mean, Emmanuel is sexier than anything that's out there now. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to the south of France and they were banned in England. And so I would be in the south of France uh, as a teenager. And they had this big bookstore there by a restaurant called Pam Pam. And I would get the books and I'd hide them in my suitcase and smuggle them back to London. Yeah. And my father kept beside his bed in a brown paper wrapper, Lady Chatterley's lover. Oh, my. Yes. But I think, uh, you know, I think this was kind of created by the media because, you know, the, the Today Show had two segments in a row about um, shades and they said mummy porn. Now, to me, mummy porn sounds totally disgusting it, it is it's, yeah I, I, have I don't a, like that um, you know I've, I've been working in romance and I have a lot of colleagues who just hate the term because yeah, they say what I, what I put term. into the book in terms of story and content is more than you're going to find in your average porn film or porn story and yeah. I have nothing against porn I consume a fair well, amount it, of porn do you now Christopher it's, <laughs> you know, confessions I, of Christopher I, we're I, getting I like I, this I tweet Tell about that late at night Tell while you're more. tweeting about the TV shows oh, I'll be I following you on Twitter now right absolutely I'm Jackie J. Collins on Twitter you can follow me <laughs> or maybe come up with a secret Tumblr name and then oh, I could, we can share oh, pictures. Oh, oh. But anyway, um, we also have a listener, Alan Fogg, on our Facebook page who said he'd never had to ask his parents uh, about the birds and the bees because he read your books. I have had so many people say that to me. I've had so many people say to me, oh, you taught me everything I know about sex. Right. And I think my books were very um, sexual before women uh, were writing about sex at all. I mean, they were writing about women going and having, you know, nervous breakdowns in maces and things like that. That's what I was sort of of teasing. Maybe it's a rediscovery, but but I I think you sort of reopened that door. Yeah, my women have always been sexy. And as for role playing, in Hollywood divorces, there's a lot of role playing. (laughs) Right. Because I think that's really sexy. I think role playing is much more sexy than being tied up and beaten with a leather spatula or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, but there's yeah. something that's the sexy yeah. thing a little game of like we're going to be different characters because it's sort of like cheating on each other without cheating yeah well I have yes. these two gay friends and we would go away for the weekend to Santa Barbara or something just to have a nice you know weekend away uh-huh. and I would say to them we'd have dinner and I would say to them I'm going to give you your roles for tonight oh, I say now hot. you're going to be a postman and <laughs> you're going to be you know the delivery guy and this then they'd come down to breakfast the next morning very happy okay I'm just going to say you know how authors are always asked to give away prizes for yes. various charities I think you should give away that. You Absolutely. will come to your house we'll and decide who's going to be who play. in the marriage that oh my night. Gosh. Don't no more naming characters and books for people. Like that's, you know, uh, that's what I would bid on. Things in an have changed sexually very much so with Grinder. I mean, for instance, um, <laughs> yes. a, a, another friend of mine. We were in a restaurant one night and we said, "Are you on Grinder?" This a friend of mine from New York, a woman, was in, and we said to him, "Are you on Grinder?" And uh-huh. he goes, "No, I'm not." So we grabbed his phone. We put him on Grinder, right, much to his fury. And up came this gorgeous black guy, fabulous looking guy, uh-huh. right? So we said, oh, yeah, you've got to. And, and the guy said, I'm like 500 yards away. Uh-huh. So I hand the phone to show my friend from New York. And she looks at the picture and she goes, holy shit, that's my chauffeur. <laughs> 
He was a driver sitting outside the restaurant. That's fantastic. That's brilliant. I love that. I, love that. I mean, you can't make up stories like that right. because they're just so funny. Yeah, but we but, were we were talking about that idea. The term mommy porn doesn't really seem to get at no, it, it, that it, idea. It's dismissive. It's it's not about women claiming their fantasies. No, it's, it's about not demeaning about them for having claiming them. their sexuality yeah, at exactly. all. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, we have some more questions for you from our loyal listeners on okay. the party line. We call them our party people. Let's see what's up first. Well, hello. This is Talitha, the crazy cookie lady. I wanted to call and ask Jackie a question. I wanted to know if she ever um, actually had Joan as one of her characters in her books. All right, boys, take care. Love you guys. Bye. That is a very good question. And as a matter of fact, um, not only did I write about her in a book I wrote called The Stud. Uh Uh-huh. And that was followed up with The Bitch. Right. And Aaron Spelling saw these movies because we I wrote the books and uh-huh. I made the movies. And he saw these movies and he said, this character is a fabulous character. Her name in the book was Fontaine Khaled. Ooh. She was this fabulous, you know, jet-set nymphomaniac married to a very rich man. <laughs> and Every uh, boy's dream. Every boy's dream. And Aaron saw the character and turned her into Alexis Carrington Colby, in which she was fabulous. Wow, but I always feel it was my character. Brilliant. I mean, right. I didn't base it on Joan, but I, I, it had elements of Joan Absolutely. in the character. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. it was really fun. We were, exactly. talking, we were talking about this recently that... It, you can go back and watch shows like Dynasty yes. because of the sort of streaming revolution that we're in. Oh, yeah. And Dynasty before Joan was not really Dynasty. Yeah. Like, the show really didn't become no, it what it is. it took off when Joan yeah. came on. But the right. interesting thing about Dynasty was that they would follow my plot lines. As I wrote a new book, they would follow the plot lines on Dynasty. And you, like, you where were... do you think Diane Carroll came from? <laughs> Wait, I mean, just, Lucky I... suddenly discovered she has a black brother, and then the next season on Dynasty, Alexis has a black sister. And you I mean, were it's like okay crazy. with this? Or was it... No. <laughs> and then they like, brought on... Today, this would be an epic lawsuit. And then they brought on uh, a, a sister for Joan, right. who was a trashy novelist. <laughs> And I said to Joan, what the fuck? And she said to me, oh, I have nothing to do with the writing. Oh, I yeah. see. Yeah. I see. That's wonderful. But we are the best of friends. In fact, we went to the movies together today. Oh, wonderful. She's fantastic. She's That's really wonderful. a character. Is she in town? She lives here She's as well? She's in town. We've been out, I think, 16 nights in a row. Her, me, and her fabulous husband. I think he's her fifth husband, but he's the best one yet. Oh, well, you know. Yeah. She, she, you're bound to get it right eventually. Yeah, eventually huh? I know. Right. Practice yeah. makes perfect. No, he's Absolutely. great. <laughs> Another question from our party line. I think this is from one of our loyal listeners, Mr. Justin Simpson. Hi, guys. This is Justin Simpson. I was, I was so right. excited to hear that you were going to have Jackie Collins on the show. So, Jackie, if you're there, I just want to say hi. Thank you so much. You've been a real influence on me as a writer. If it were not for your book, Poor Little Bitch Girl, I probably wouldn't have gotten back into reading and writing at, like the way I did. So I just wanted to thank you for writing that. And on that note, I actually had a couple questions regarding uh, one of my favorite characters, Annabelle Maestro. I like her so much. I She really embodies to me what it means to be a celebrity in this day and age, and I think that's why I like her so much. So... My two questions regarding her were this. One, will you be writing any more books with Annabelle Maestro? And two, just out of curiosity, if Annabelle had not met Frankie, would she have still gone down the route of running a business of call girls, or would she have done something else? I'd love to know. Thank you so much. 
I love your questions. <laughs> and I'll tell you why I love them so much, because Annabelle is back in oh. the Sant'Angelo's. Oh, excellent. And you'll see what happened to her. This June. Yes, the this June, June the 16th, Annabelle is back with a vengeance. And Frankie is back, too. Excellent. I brought back a lot of old favorites in the Sant'Angelo's. And I think everybody is going to be pleased about this, because they'll find out what happened to them. But thank you so much. You sound adorable. <laughs> I think you just made Justin's day. Absolutely. And that's it. Now we just get to talk to you because those were all the questions we allowed in from the uh, from our party yeah, line. Hell so now, them. So now it's just all about us. Oh, okay. Now it's all, about all about us. us. Now okay. it's just all about us. But people are asking us on the Facebook page, where do you get your inspiration from? And it sounds like you just sort of look around you. I mean, you live in Hollywood. Well, this is you where know, you before are. I lived in Hollywood, my husband owned nightclubs in London. Mm. Uh, he owned a nightclub which was very famous called the Ad Lib, where all the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and Eric Clapton used to hang out. So I would watch all of that. And then he owned a club called Dollars. And then he owned Tramp, which is still in the news today. Mm. Um, something happened there the other day. I can't remember. Some. Oh, yeah, I think it was Prince Edward was there or something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, I would sit there and watch what goes on. And you would be amazed what goes on in nightclubs. And then we opened Tramp in Los Angeles. And then I really got to see, you know, because you have everybody from the sports stars to the movie stars to the singing stars right. to the drug dealers because mm -hmm. the singing stars will bring in the drug dealers. And although it's an exclusive club, you know, it's a huge star saying you got to do me a favor and give this guy a membership. And so it all spiraled out of control. We left it after a year. Um, oh but I saw, I mean, the things that I saw. That was one source of inspiration. But I came to Hollywood when I was 15, and I saw so much then. I was thrown out of school, came to Hollywood, met this uh, group of girls who were very interesting. And you were thrown out of school for truancy? Is that Oh, it? no. I was tr thrown out for raving at the, waving, waving at the resident flasher. <laughs> and what is good about this story is I have a goddaughter who called me up the other day, and she said, Jackie, she said, I just got flashed. And I said, well, that's nothing new. Everybody gets flashed. She said, no, no, you don't understand. She said, I was walking out of my apartment, and this guy comes up to me with a cell phone, and he said, can you help me with my phone? I just kind of, and she said, I took his phone. She said, and there were the crown jewels in my face. Oh. It's the so modern it's flashing, flashing by phone. Flashing it's, it's in the, the 21st digital century. Flashing. Yes, digital I know, flashing. I know. You heard it so here first, like, folks. Yeah. But there's no way, that's so hard to verify. Right. Right. What? That could just be anybody. Yeah, he could picture. be showing anybody's oh, crown well, jewels. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and we see enough of them. I mean, it could be Anthony Weiner. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you never know. But back in the days of traditional flashing, yes. you waved back at the resident flasher. Yes, I waved back at him. I also played truant most days to go to the movies because I was crazy about Hollywood. Sure. And um, I think I was caught smoking in my school uniform more than once. And. Um, then I decided, you know, my parents actually said to me, and this is the title of my autobiography, Reform School or Hollywood. <laughs> and I thought for a few minutes and I said, you know what, I think I'll take Hollywood because Joan was making movies with, you know, Harry Belafonte, Paul Newman, Joanne Woodward. Wow. Right. She was doing really well. People know Joan from Dynasty, but she had a huge career before Dynasty. For, right, a right. long she time. She does a one-woman show, which is spectacular because she shows all the clips from all these movies oh, that she did that with Betty be Davis and people like that. It's amazing. 
That's yeah. wonderful. It was, so really, the choice was for form school or oh, Hollywood. Hollywood. Which would you take, I think I would take Hollywood. Yeah. I think I and would. And so I Do did. Do we know anybody would. who I, would I, pick I, reform school? Well, what I was thinking when I was listening to the story is that the yeah. Jackie Collins today, they would try to medicate you and put you in therapy for all those oh, things. Oh, probably. Sort of, who, you know, who knows? You yeah. know, and, and yeah. I, I still hope you would escape to Hollywood in that scenario as well. Yes. <laughs> Hollywood I, I, or, I would, you know. But I, you, yeah. you, like, was there some... What was going on at that household? You know, like you all have become remarkable women. What was what was the what was happening at home that inspired you to become the sorts of people that you are? Well, my father was a very very handsome, very macho man, uh-huh. a bit of a chauvinist, uh-huh. and I'm sure he was very unfaithful all the time. Oh dear! And my mother was a beautiful blonde, very soft, kind woman who was a stay at home mum. But we were a show business family, so I went to a very proper girls' school, but they never said to me, do you have homework? Do you want to go to one of those parties? Do you want to, should we come and see the headmistress? They, they, they couldn't care less. I see. So I couldn't care less. So I buried myself in books. So that was my part of it. I think Joan just wanted to get to Hollywood and, and make movies. And so and be a star. Yeah. So she, she was off to Hollywood when she was like 20, and I was you know still in school thinking, why can't I go there too? So I think I worked on getting myself expelled so I could follow her. (laughs) So that's why the the choice was Hollywood or Reform School. It was the showbiz influence from home. So there were parties at the house. It was a sort of wild environment. It was Yeah, there were a lot of parties. Our house was always full when I was growing up with actors and singers Uh and musicians and jugglers. And then I went out. Jugglers. Jugglers. Well, well, my father was a variety agent. I went actually out on the road when I was 16 and compared a variety show right across England. I was the compare. I would have to come on and introduce everybody. Marvelous. Yes. What do you call it in America? What is a compare? I guess the host or the, the host. major yeah, I was the host of the show. Oh, yeah. There yeah. I was, 16 years old, going out and going. And now we Presenting have the... Mrs. Shufflewick, who's a fabulous comedian. You know, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. That is fantastic. So yeah, this I... is all going into the autobiography. I oh, assume, yes. I absolutely. And when can we expect this? I know well, the next Lucky Book is in June. I'm writing two books at the once now. Um, yeah. I'm, writing, um, uh, I'm writing Flynn, who was in The Power Trip. And women love Flynn. He's just like a real macho, fabulous guy. Right. He was on this power – the book was The Power Trip, and it was a, a, a yacht filled with famous people that gets pirated, owned by a Russian billionaire and his supermodel girlfriend. It is a Jackie Collins book, after right. all. After all. <laughs> yes, wow. So there's a yeah. cheating politician. There's a black football star. There's a gay uh, South American singing star and his horrible English boyfriend. Amen. Uh, all based on real people. There's yeah. a 50-something movie star with his 22-year-old waitress girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So they're all having this fabulous cruise, and then they get pirated by Somali pirates. Flynn saves the day. Flynn is a fabulous journalist who really doesn't want to be there, but the Russian, he'd done a favor for the Russian and he'd just seen his friend blown up in Afghanistan, so he decided he would go on the trip just for, you know, to relax and ended up saving and them ended all. ended up, yeah, being... So now I'm writing about Somali him again because he's just such a sexy, dynamic character and I don't know what he's going to do next, but I know it's good. Well, as we already talked about, you never know. Like, you like to just I go in. I never know. You're what the, in the writing no. conferences, they would call you I a pantser. That. You don't, you yes. do by the seat of your pants as opposed to exactly. having an outline. I love that. So, yeah. and uh, you write every day? I have to ask. I write every day. every day. Every day? Every day of the yeah, week? Holidays? Day. July 4th? Christmas? Uh, yeah, if I can, if I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my life is really very much about my work and my family. 
right. my family comes first, my work comes second, but I love what I do. I have a passion for it. Right. And Clearly. I'll be, you know, 106 sitting there writing and then <laughs> we hope. he ripped we hope. off her clothes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, because I, I love what I do. And I, I try to encourage writers too, as I'm sure your mom does. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always saying to people, if you want to write, don't talk about it, do it. Right, right. Yeah. And they find this very encouraging. Yeah. And I find Because there's a lot of, as, as great as the internet is for writers and for yeah. all of us, there's a lot of discouraging information on the internet. There are a lot of people making lists of things you have to do to be a writer or things you're doing oh, wrong. Oh, please. And, I mean, and I think if you're in a doubtful early period of your development as a writer, you can attach to that so stuff too easy to become strongly. Yes. And become discouraged. What plays into your fears. What made you want to write? I, uh, I, they wouldn't let me act, really. I went away to college and <laughs> they, 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 I auditioned for everything and I didn't get a single callback. And in high school, oh I had God. been the theater guy. Yeah. And I said, this is, writing is something nobody can stop me from doing. Exactly. You can take the stage away from me. You cannot I allow me that. on the stage, but I can go to tomorrow. I can go to this right? stage yes. in my head. I'm pointing yeah. to my head, people at home. So that was really how I started. But I thought I truly thought I'd never write a novel. I, I thought I would write screenplays or, or plays, something that I would try to. Was that get because back to you were intimidated by your yes, mom? Absolutely. See, absolutely. I have a daughter who's written a wonderful novel called "Playing Along," Rory mm-hmm. Samantha Lerman. It's on, and she self-published. Because she happened to give it to an agent and it was bought out at the time that they said, you know, chick lit is over. Forget about it. So she got the most beautiful um, rejection letters that I've ever seen. You know, this book is going to be huge. This book is this. and But we can't publish it. But we can't publish it at this moment because our our team doesn't feel that those books are selling anymore. Uh But I feel so bad for her. And I was having dinner the other night with Julie Andrews, another name drop. And uh, (laughs) she said her mother, um, her daughter has done the same thing. Pub, self-published. Uh-huh. And Rory's it, done very well with her book. The but world is, is yeah, the pub, is world of publishing is changing yeah. so much. Yeah, like absolutely. If, if the, public, if the, the pub, traditional publishing houses aren't interested, well, there's no reason for that to be a barrier no. between you and... and one of the things that I've done is I've taken all my early books, which I still hold the e-rights to, very oh. smart. and I've done it myself. Yes. And you. they're doing fantastically. You yeah. know, everything from the world is full of married men, which was mm-hmm. my first book, right. to, uh, you know, Hollywood kids, to chances, to, and it's so much fun because I get to design the cover myself. Um, I work with my assistant and she sources out fabulous covers. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's just great fun. You have a degree of control that's uh, unheard of. Or, or, or unheard 10 of years for, ago, it yeah. would have felt like, yeah. you would have thought, oh, I don't want that degree of control. But then when you get it, you're like, oh, I can actually make all these decisions. I don't have to be stuck with a horrible cover that's about appeasing a certain segment of a sales force exactly. I've never met. Exactly. Yeah, yeah with yeah. the digital with the digital revolution content is king. It really yes. is. Or yeah. queen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Or queen. Yeah, or, or this queen. He pointed to <laughs> right? me dinner yes. party show. Yeah, no, it's or true. Or this one. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it really is it is it is given the writer so much more um access to his own Juju, you yeah, know, his exactly. own sort of mojo yeah. or whatever you want to call yeah, it. It, but it. You can create your own sort of world and environment. And, and it's nice if publishers want to go along with There are these prejudices James about the, oh, yeah, I mean, that's now, a classic but she example. she was a huge hit before anybody ever. It was, it was, it was called yeah. Master of the Universe and it was selling well. And I had friends who were waiting for the next installment to appear on the site of this right. Australian digital publisher yeah. so they could download it and read it in one night. But it, it is a great leveler for the prejudices that develop among the executives and the agents and the editors where they start to believe things about the audience that aren't really true. Exactly. And they never see the women. 
That, I mean, yeah. that's what we're seeing with Fifty Shades. We saw it with the first Sex and the City movie. They were both these explosive right. hits. Right. And it says, you've got this huge audience out there that is starved for good, juicy stuff. Yeah. And then when you do it's, make it for them, yeah. you know, it explodes. Yeah. And the executives so, always act like, well, this is such a fluke. And yeah. it's like, no, no, no not no, really. Not Actually, yeah. women buy books and read and go to the movies and... In well, other that's group. because most of the studio executives are male. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. They're usually in their 40s, and they usually got into the business to get laid. Yes. So <laughs> right. there you go. Yeah. My favorite, one of my favorite Hollywood stories is about a producer who, every time he broke up with his girlfriend, he would send out the casting call for his type, and then he would literally audition the new girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, the casting couch that. is alive and well and living in Hollywood oh, very heavily. Oh, you absolutely. know, people say, oh, that didn't... You know, actresses will say, oh, I never saw the casting couch. Meanwhile, they've slept with everybody on their way up. <laughs> right? Yep. It's true. Now, I heard you say yes. once in an interview that you had a book of secrets somewhere. Oh. And only you oh, knew where the key was. The and book if, of or maybe secrets. one other person knew where the key was. And if anything bad ever happened to you, they would be able to take that. I mean, it sounded like the plot of a Jackson <laughs> Collins yeah, novel. I, I know. But you were saying it by your pool. I think you were being interviewed by E. And I thought I that is a brilliant think, plan. I think I should uh, definitely publish it one of these. Days. Yeah. <laughs> Right, when you just don't give yeah. a damn. Well, exactly. exactly. Or yeah. when they're all dead. I know. Yeah. Oh. I know, right? Outlive yeah. them all and then publish. Oh, yes, right. exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, be good. I could do this all night, but we have only a few minutes oh, left. No. I literally, we could have done it too. You must come back. I would we, love to come back. Yeah, when uh, when the St. Angelo's is coming out I would in love June, to come we, can, back. we can talk about that. That we would can be great. Get all kinds in of June. Cheesy. Yes. June is busting out all over with St. Angelo's. Yes, absolutely. That would be wonderful. Or any other time you damn well feel about If like, you're in the neighborhood, right just come on over well, on Sunday night. Well, I must night. say, you guys are fantastic. We've had tea sandwiches, yes. fabulous cookies, yes. cup of tea, and I had a Cointreau on the rocks, which was delightful. Excellent. Yes. Eric Shaw Quinn bakes our cookies. Our good friend Bobby Lee makes our finger sandwiches. Oh, the finger and sandwiches are yeah. to yeah. die for. Yeah, that's uh, Tiny so Kitchens is his, his, tiny his, kitchens. his wow. caterer. But it's so nice of you to have tiny kitchens. actual well, food for people when they well, come here. It's a dinner party, but, you know, we're on yeah. the air, so we didn't want, you know, turkey legs or something because nobody roast. wanted to listen to that but yeah. we thought well you guys are so much fun to talk to well, and, and I really make it easy you're an inspiration oh, thank say. you so much absolutely well next week we will be joined by Heather Graham Excellent. the novelist not Heather Graham the actress no oh. unless she wants to come by too which would be fine with us that would be fine Heather Graham has published over a hundred books I don't know how she did it, but we're going to find out. I can't even imagine. And it will be a topic show, and we will be discussing how to age passionately. Not gracefully, but passionately. Absolutely. How to keep the fire alive after writing 100 books. Until then, we want to thank our guest tonight, Jackie Collins. Thank you so thank much for you coming. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I had fun, really. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And I'm Jackie Collins. <laughs> <laughs> and she will be coming back to the dinner party I'll be show. back. Good night.
I've been to a marvelous party. 